And welcome back to another episode of the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz Fiddler. Today is actually Thursday, August 31st, as I'm recording this. And I'm just going to give you a little recap of what it's like on my flower farm for the month of August. If I'm being honest, it's it's kind of the month of burnout. It's kind of the month where you sit there and you get hard on yourself for not doing things in the spring that you should have been doing to prepare for this. And it's not, you know, you ordered the wrong things or you planted the wrong things or you should have, you know, been more on top of all the things that you said you were going to do in the off season administratively. Like I had planned on, I mean, there's no way this is happening, but in my mind, I was going to have an email newsletter drafted for every single week. And all I'd have to go through is edit things. It's like, are you kidding me? Of course, I wasn't going to have all of that done in the off season. But man, it'd be nice if I was going to just all of those little things. And I'm really fortunate that a very good chunk over half of my flower sales, probably close to 70% are pre sold in the off season. And so that's what's amazing for me is I'm not spending my time trying to sell flowers. I can really focus on growing them. And, you know, the few events that I do have or the the times when I do have sales, I, I don't have to constantly post on Facebook. Let me know who needs a bouquet or let me know if you want one. I mean, I do a lot of one-off sales where people message me and they need one, but it's it's very few of my sales are done that way, which is really good. However, we definitely, you know, I've more than doubled my growing space, my flowers that I'm selling every single year from year to year. This is year four. And once again, we just didn't have enough flowers. <laughs> um, that's a great problem to have, but I'm already like, I spent a lot of the month of August mad at myself for not better preparing or, you know, just the things that I thought I had planned out didn't necessarily pan out, but that's okay. And these are the times when if you have a flower farm, it's time to take notes. It's time to pay attention. It's time to really reflect at the end of every day. I've been journaling a lot just so that like end of September when I'm ordering my plugs and all of that for next year, I'll know exactly what I need to do. So yeah, that's something really important to do. So August started out really busy. We had Sunfest on the farm on August 3rd, and this was the second time we've done that. We decided to include a significantly bigger bouquet. So it's it was equivalent to what we sell for a $60 bouquet. Um, it was huge. It had like 25 stems in it, you know, some more premium flowers, lots of sun, tons of sunflowers. And we had charcuterie in the ticket. There was like a grazing table and then there was wine tasting. And we had my friend Alicia from Ian Co Clothing and my friends Ashley and Shelby had their candles here from Townline Candle Company. And then my late husband's, oh boy, my late husband's cousin's daughter. Uh, she's 16, Cami Baker. She was singing acoustic and it was just this beautiful, relaxing night. And I wasn't really sure what to expect as far as who was going to buy tickets. We did charge, I think, $65 for those tickets. A lot went into it. You know, sometimes I'm like, man, I should just stick to the $30 bouquets because I can probably make some more all said and done by the time all the planning. And there's just a lot of costs that go into that stuff. And, you know, employees getting stuff ready and extra days. And all of a sudden, you know, instead of working a couple days, you know, Brittany, Karen, we're here like 
for five hours instead of three hours, multiple days. It's like, okay, those, all of those costs just add up a lot, but it's good. Like we were prepared and ready and it was so fun. But a lot of the customers, obviously my subscription holders already have flowers every week. So it wasn't a lot of those customers, but we had a lot of people come from an hour to two hours, even as much as three hours away, which was amazing. Like people got hotels to come and I could not believe it. And so we are actually doing Dahlia Day on the farm, September 24th, that Sunday. And it's going to include like a brunch charcuterie table, but otherwise it's going to be pretty much the same exact thing. And very excited about that. But yeah, so the month kicked off with Sunfest and then we were doing our U picks every single Saturday. And I'll be honest, that got pretty stressful because this is the first year we've done the U picks. This is the first year we've had so many subscriptions, nursing home sponsorships, all of that. And we didn't have enough flowers. You know, I talk about it all the time when people come here, but my goal is to sell every stem. Like I don't want to deadhead and put flowers in the compost bin. It's, it's a cut flower farm. We are selling the stems to make money. If the sunflowers burst open, yeah, that looks nice. And it's very picturesque to have this open sunflower field, but I can't sell them because they're too far open. You know, the cosmos, we cut them before they're fully open. The, you know, a lot of those flowers you cut before they're fully open. So, I mean, the zinnias, yeah, they have to be fully opened when you cut them, but a lot of the flowers... You want to get them before they open up. And so there's not a lot of color. There's not a lot of lush. And so we're, we're selling stuff as they bloom. You know, every, we sold every single Lysianthus stem on this farm. We sell every single Dahlia stem. We sell every single tulip. We sell every single ranunculus. We planted too many. Nah, I shouldn't say we planted too many sunflowers. I planted them really close together, kind of experimenting. And they got way too small of stemmed. So we have not sold every single sunflower. This is the first year that we haven't. And lesson learned, need to space them a little bit better next year. But I also just kind of ran out of time when I was planting them. So I just kind of threw them in the ground. I ended up reaching out to a couple other flower farmers in the area. So my friends at Blooming Creek and my friend at Back 40 Flower Farm, Brianna, Mallory, Megan, if you guys are listening, thank you so much. So I bought probably, I don't know, 10 to 20 buckets of flowers from each of their flower farms. Just a few things that I needed more of. And it really, really helped me along the way. Needed to supplement a few extra flowers. So that was good. I was able to support their business. They were able to help me, you know, plan better and do all of that. But yeah, I think, you know, we had subscriptions the first two weeks were our flower subscriptions that kept on going Wednesdays and Fridays. And so those are like you know, the main focus of our, of our summer, you know, those subscriptions get like the premium stems and we do them. And then we make the stem bars based on what else is blooming and what else we have. I had a couple restaurants that asked about, we did some like consistent bouquets for them. Um, I do flowers for one of the cideries in St. Joe or the only cidery in St. Joe, milk and honey. So they pick up some matching bouquets every Tuesday. So those are all matching. So a lot of custom orders like that. Of course, we have our nursing sponsorships every single week. And again, all of those things were pre-sold. And then we had our stem bars and we did one at the farm every Monday. And then we had one somewhere else every single week. And it was good. But honestly, most people prefer coming to the farm, I found. So we might reevaluate how we do that next year. I'm probably just going to go to each place once or I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that all goes, but kind of depends on how the subscriptions sell, because obviously those customers, if they're buying a subscription, they're not going to come to the STEM bars every week, and I wouldn't expect them to. Um, 
We had a boards and blooms night with my friend April and she came out and she did like a lesson on making a charcuterie board. And then you got to take it down to the meadow and have a little picnic and eat your, um, eat your board and then, you know, eat all your charcuterie. And then you got to bring a bouquet home. And then my friends from town lane candle did like a reed diffuser class where you got to make a little reed diffuser and then pick your own bouquet. And, Laura Liz Mosaic Biz did a mosaic tile class and you got to uh, get a bouquet of flowers to go with it. And then I think there was one more. Oh, Shanti Yoga. So we did yoga on the farm, uh, sunrise yoga on Thursdays, the last two Thursdays in August. And then we're doing them all four Thursdays in September. So those were all ways that I just had a little fun with the customers and got to collaborate with the business. And like I said, August is like this is it. All the hard work has paid off August through September. Like this is, we have so many blooms, so many stems. What's really nice is we've spread out the sunflowers. So we constantly have sunflowers. We can have sunflowers in every single bouquet if we want. But finally, as it is August 31st, the dahlias are really cranking out. Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick break from this episode to talk about something else. We're going to talk about my course that I'm launching this fall, Peddling perishable products. So they are essentially, if you like the episodes where I tell you how to grow the flowers, I really think you're going to like the episodes where I tell you how to sell the flowers. Ultimately, I tried creating some podcast episodes talking about how I do things and it just felt incomplete. And I really want to make a difference and I want to make it easier on you. And I don't want you to find out how to do things the hard way. If you want more information on how to sell your flowers and turn it into a comprehensive business, Click the link within this episode notes and sign up for a Calendly call. I promise it's not intimidating. It's 15 minutes. I'm going to tell you the stats on my sales. I'm going to give you information on the course. Ultimately, if at the end of the phone call, the answer is no or not yet, I promise no hard feelings. I just really, really want to help you turn your cut flower hobby into a successful business if that's what you want to do. Again, no hard feelings. Just sign up on the Calendly link. Thanks. And we started this the end of summer four week subscription last week. We didn't put dahlias in those just because there there weren't enough for every single subscription holder to have one. If you remember the dahlia episode, I have like four hundred and ninety dahlia plants. No, I'm getting that confused. I have five hundred and ninety peony plants. I have four hundred and ten dahlia plants. There we go. And like right now today, August thirty first, I'm getting about. 45 dahlias a day, something like that. But I'm able to keep them in my cooler for a couple days and subscriptions are all getting at least one or two dahlias. Starting next week, they'll all get at least two or three. And then pretty soon we'll be able to like have dahlia stem bars, dahlia picks, all of that. So last week, that first week of end of summer subscriptions was one last summery push. And I had some pink pinkety lisianthus that are white with this pink like pink tips and they were beautiful. And then we used some pro cut light, uh, gold light sunflowers. So they were this bright yellow and these white and pink lisianthus. And then we used, you know, the bright gomfrina, the bright zinnias, some whimsical cosmos. And they were just a really fun, like end of summer bouquet. And everyone just kind of loved that. Like, oh, cause I had started transitioning into the fall colors the week before. And then it was like, nope, one more final 
like summery push. And then now this week, we're definitely into fall mode. A lot of our dahlias like the Joey Winnie and Cornell bronze and a lot of those colors, some of the snow on the mountain greenery, more of the amaranth, our celosia, just celosia is kind of that chameleon flower. I don't know how to describe it. Like it can look so summery depending on what you put it with the shades that I use. Or it can look very fall, depending on the shades that I use. So that's that's just really fun texture to throw into those bouquets. But honestly, if I sound like I'm having a lot of fun, it's because I am. It's this is this is the dream. Like we get to actually make bouquet recipes, and we have so many flowers that we can play with them. And I I haven't had to buy any flowers for a couple of weeks, and it's like okay, finally we're good. Um, I know things that I need to do different next year. Like I said, we're starting our wish list of what to grow and what not to grow next year. I have in that you pick section, I have 19 rows down there. And of them, there's a lot of half rows that aren't doing great or a third of a row that's not doing great. And I would say of those 19 rows, about six of them were just stupid. (laughs) So we're down to like 13 rows that actively produced and cranked out the flowers like we needed them to. And properly did the colors and whatever. So we're thinking we're going to add three more total rows down there. And again, those are five foot by, well, it's four feet of actual growing space because there's a foot on or half a foot on each side um, of landscape fabric. But basically it's four feet by 60 feet of actual growing space. So we're going to add three more rows. And then of those six rows, we're going to just use them way more effectively. And we've learned so many lessons, so many lessons of what to plant, what not to plant, what didn't do well. It was a new growing space. So we had some crabgrass come through, like it just needs some soil amendments. And we'll work on all of that this fall um, in October once all of this is all done. But really excited to definitely use that space more effectively and get way more flowers, just smarter, smarter, not harder. I don't know. So we are going to, we're ordering a second high tunnel, exact same one as we have already. And we're going to put it right next to the other tunnel. It fits perfectly there, which we knew that when we put the current one where we're at, we knew we could add, technically we could have four tunnels over there of that exact same size or get a hundred foot or whatever. We're going to add one more 16 by 50 foot high tunnel. And then I think in the spring we might buy a greenhouse, but we'll see a lot more to come on that and why we would buy a greenhouse versus a high tunnel and what my thoughts are there, but we laid out some silage tarp to kill the grass where that tunnel is going to go has about 10 feet of flowers in it with landscape fabric. Right now it's got like flowering kale, scabiosa, orlia, and a couple other things in that space. And then there's literally six feet of grass next to it. So we needed to kill that grass and then we'll build the high tunnel around it and then just kind of amend the soil. And then that way it's ready to go in like late February, early March, when we want to plant the spring ranunculus in that tunnel. Because again, in my current tunnel, I'm going to try to overwinter some ranunculus, but I'm not, I'm not optimistic. I'm pretty sure it's going to die, but we're going to try it. But if it pays off, it pays off. So then what else are we doing in the month of August? Yeah, we're just, I'm working on my business course, peddling perishable products. I'm working on a lot of that. Brittany that was working here went back to school Karen's back at her other job. And so it's just me and Lindsay. And, you know, we're getting a little tired, getting a little exhausted, but in such a good way. And we're just really appreciative of how the summer has gone so far. And 
you know, looking at goals for next year. And I'm just, I'm so, so appreciative of all of my customers and what we've got going on. And I, I really, I learned a lot of things along the way this year. And I'm, I'm just excited to honestly say, yes, we're going to grow a little bit different things and we're going to add a high tunnel and we're going to grow a little bit more space, but really for the most part, like I'm, I'm pretty content with our, where the business is at and where sales are at and where numbers are at and like got a better idea on just pricing things and how to keep it affordable for the customers yet be able to pay ourselves living wages and do all of that. And so I think, yeah, it was just honestly a really successful year. And I can honestly say, you know, we have two weeks and I'm not burnt out. This is the first year on August 31st. And I can say, no, I'm not burnt out. If we had another six weeks before frost, I'd be fine. Usually I'm counting down to that part. I have finalized my tulip order. No idea if we're going to have a tulip bulb sale like we originally planned because there has been such a shortage of tulips. So far, I had some substitutions, but no cancellations. So I'm getting all of my bulbs so far, supposedly. But I am not going to like pre-sell any of them, anything like that, because I just, I'm not going to count on it until I know they're for sure here. Until they're in my hand, I have mine planted that I need so far, and then we'll reassess how many I have extra. I'm pretty inclined to say that I'm probably going to just plant them all because... I really doubt that, you know, if there's a tulip shortage, like you're, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you're going to be able to like, just go to the grocery store and get tulips. So I'm really hoping that, you know, if there's a need for my customers and plant them, but we'll see, because I know people do like those fancy tulips and like to get them in their landscaping. And we're just going to have to see what happens. And then last but not least, um, a little life update for the month of August and what we were busy with. So Brent and I were going to get married on October 6th, but we have decided to postpone our wedding, which, oh, drama. I can't believe they're not getting married. No, we are getting married. We just decided to postpone the wedding. We didn't call it off. We hadn't even sent out invites yet. And it was like, it's not even that we were busy. It's not that it was stressful. It's not that we were fighting about it. It's just, there were still some things to like get our ducks in a row. And obviously our relationship is not, traditional and it's a little more complicated than most and we just need a little bit more time. I don't know. It's fine. People like to gossip. People like to talk about it. I mean, I have heard rumors that we broke up. I have heard rumors that I'm pregnant. I have heard rumors that I kicked Brent out, like which is hilarious because none of those are true. We are very happy in love. We're good. We're simply postponing it and that's okay. Yeah. So that all being said, it's, it, it is kind of a nice little, I mean, it wasn't because it wasn't anything to do with necessarily the farm or the workload, but now it's like, Oh, well, this is, does take a huge weight off of our shoulders for what we've got to do and what we've got to get done around here and timing wise. And I don't know. I just, you know, the big traditional wedding that not traditional, but we were going to have a pretty big you know party and that type of thing. It just, it wasn't what we wanted. And it was turning into this thing that we didn't want. And we just decided to kind of pause. And honestly, we're grownups. We're not in our early 20s. We're not, you know, there's just, it's just a different circumstance. And so we're just gonna get married next year instead. And we're okay with that. So entering into September, we have two more weeks of subscriptions. We have three more you picks. We've got a STEM bar pretty much every day. We have a private event pretty much twice a week because this is always the time of year. Even though I try to pre-book them for like July and August, 
this is when everyone sees me posting about them or other people posting about them. And then they message me and say, can you squeeze us in? Could we have a private group? And we, we try to uh, try to make it work. Um, but yeah, we're, so we're, we're squeezing in some like private STEM bars, private UPICs, those types of things, some different corporate events. I just had someone email me and ask me if they could come at 20 of them could come at two o'clock on a Thursday and make their own bouquets. I'm like, heck yeah, you can come at two o'clock on a Thursday. I can make that happen. Like let's live some banker hours. Um, yeah, so that's been exciting. And then September 16th, uh, one of my very, very dear friends is getting married and she just left and we're going to make her wedding so beautiful with so many flowers. I did a baby shower last weekend for another one of my best friends, but yeah, so entering into September, it's just two and a half more weeks of pushing through subscriptions, big things. And then honestly, then we look around and see what the weather's looking like. Ideally, we're not going to get a frost until October, but we'll just see what happens. If it's a chance of, you know, 30 degrees or 31, then, you know, I try to put an overhead sprinkler at least on the dahlias and save those so that, you know, we can escape a frost so we can have dahlias for a little bit longer. But, you know, it just kind of depends. I mean, it's, it's, it can definitely be a huge profitable business. Another couple extra weeks of flower sales can make a big deal, big difference, but we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah. And then we need to start labeling all the dahlias because once they freeze, you will not remember what kind they are. So we need to do some of those housekeeping things, need to start getting our seed and plug orders in for next year. I already have all of my wreath and porch pot and all of those things, all of my greeneries ordered because you got to order that in like August. So I did that this month and yeah, just kind of moving forward. It's unfortunately, you know, you can never really just be in the season that you're in. You always have to be six months ahead of time at least. And that's okay. It's, it's good. And now that I'm in year four, I know exactly what I'm looking at with that. Yeah. So there is my update of what we did for the month of August. Pretty much just enjoyed the fruits of our labor, the blooms of our labor. Like all of the hard work really pays off. We, we really didn't have to pull a lot of weeds. We really didn't have to do a lot of, a lot of that stuff. And it, I mean, it's some planning and some sales, but for the most part, it was just kind of enjoying all of our hard work for the rest of the, that we've put in to this season to get to this point. So it's, it's been good. It's been really good. I mean, we did very few markets or extra sales from that standpoint, but yeah, we just kind of picked flowers and made bouquets. I don't know. It was pretty fun. Thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com. Flowers, flowers, we love flowers. Sunny Mary Meadow, they smell so good. sunnymarymeadow.com.